1: I'm not sure if it'll be sunlight, it'll be daylight. Nature Strip clearing away here, and Nature Strip, oh so impressive. Three out of three for Darren Weir, and he bolts in. Nature Strip's tying up, Parada's coming hard. Oh, photo! But Nature Strip, he's a force of nature today. That's his fourth group one, brilliant. Nature Strip in front of Eduardo. Nature Strip kept going. Eduardo Massaressa is jumping out of the ground. Just missed. Nature Strip clings on He's king of the mountain this time. Nature Strip wants his piece of history today, and he's got it. Here's a T.J. Trouble for the Sprint King. Nature Strip goes on to beat Eduardo as they head down to the closing stages of furlong to go in the King's Stand. And as they do so, Nature strike leading to Acclim Express in second place. Twilight Course coming home in third position. But it is a great. Australian sprinter, nature's Stripe and James McDonald, and look how far they've won by. Second
0: a course what to a horse he was, three. nine Group Ones, he won at Everest, just over $20 million. He's just behind the champion, Mayor Winks, as our second highest prize money earner. He had a stellar career. He was the people's champ, and he had so many wonderful moments. And we saw him for the last time in the Concorde there on Saturday and his managing part owner, Rod Lyons, joins us now to have a chat about his brilliant horse, his champion horse. Rod, um, thanks for joining us on Giddy Up. Was it was it an easy decision straight after that race? Can you talk us through what happened after the Concorde, mate, as I say, good morning?
1: Uh, good morning, Gareth. Yeah, it was a, t- a tough decision, but um, we'd always um, had made the decision that the moment he told us, that he had had enough that we would pull the pin. Now we went on with his preparation. He was showing every sign that he was okay. He was working well, trialing well, eating well. Everyone reported he was working well. Stewie Williams, James McDonough when he galloped him, but we're always worried about that putting in a run run like that. His his last prep was there might have been some excuses, but he seemed to be a couple of minutes off where where he was at his peak. And after Saturday, when James came back in and he said, "You know what?" He said he had a on that field. He said, and when he straightened, he said he looked up that straight, and he said, "No boys, no more." That's what James said. He said honestly, yeah. he didn't he didn't really try an inch. He said he just he had just had enough. He was just burnt out. And when James came back and said that, Chris was Chris was very strong that hey, he's telling us boys. We don't want to see him do that again. If he's telling us he's had enough, let's make the decision right here and now. And I had Patrick Keane, uh, Patrick Harrison on on course. He's one of the senior part owners. We spoke to Steve Hansen in France and we spoke to Peter Keane, who's in Fiji. And it was a pretty pretty easy decision. Once the two experts in Chris and James had said, look, enough's enough.
0: Yeah, I think it was great that you gave him another opportunity to see if he could prove himself that, that age, but... Um, I loved how you made that quick decision, you stopped the speculation, you had that media conference, and now we can celebrate what a career he had. What was your favourite moment, mate?
1: Well, I've been asked that question a couple of times, Gareth, and, you know, I'm proud of all his great Group 1 wins, and the 3P and the TJ, and the Everest, but I've got to say, you know, being a knockabout bloke from the back box of Springvale, yeah. and getting over to the Royal Ascot with a whole bunch of mates, and uh, topping it up with all the royalty and a private box and the top hat and tails and, and you know, almost trying to kid yourself, you're representing in Australia and New Zealand. like Never good enough to do that in anything, not even tiddly links and, and winning and just getting the accolades we are getting from English trainers, the English press, the English themselves in the whole of Australia. I've got to put that down as number one Royal Ascot for sure.
0: And what about his career, mate? Um, he had how many different trainers? He had Hickmon, Johnny Sadler, Robert Smurth and Weir, and also of course Chris Waller. And he had one of those careers that he was passed in, and then obviously you got involved and syndicated him. Um, he was beaten as a short price favourite, and then he would um, do the unbelievable on a racetrack. He he couldn't breathe. He was a he had a breathing problem, but he had a big heart. He was a fascinating horse.
1: Yeah, that's that's a that's a very good price you've got there. But the changing of trainers wasn't really um, any, anything to do with no. the owners. Yes, so, it was forced. You know, it was just a, it was forced. Yep. And and you are right. The um he he was a, a two out of five roarer. Um and you know when Darren who was doing a great job, um got uh, got time. We went to Chris. It was probably an absolute blessing in disguise because Chris is such a patient man. He's, he's such a genius. Uh, and he told us when he went there, look, we might lose a couple of races with this horse, but we're going to, um, yeah, you know, we're going to get him right. You know, we've got to just harness that turn of foot he's got. And you know, Chris got him and, and Stewie, who rode him in work and, and James. They just got him to harness that speed. And he won all these races in the mid part. Like his last 200 metres was normally his slowest, yeah. but he had destroyed them in that, Six seven hundred meter period where he could run, you know, low tens, ten two, ten three, ten four, get them all off the bridle. they mildly might have been stopping his heart. Got him over the line in the last two hundred, and but he had broken their hearts in the mid part of the race.
0: And when you think about that, with his issues with with his breathing, um, he was a mighty galloper. And Chris Waller, I think it's nearly his great. Like Winks to do what he did with her and that winning winning streak was unbelievable to keep her sound and at her best at every start. But the job that he did with your horse was quite unbelievable as well.
1: Absolutely. No, absolutely. He's a big horse, big horse, heavy horse. Um, and he nursed him through numerous you know, problems like most horses get, joints a bit sore today and, and okay tomorrow, a bit of ulcer, ulcer treatment, um, his breathing issues um how to work him, when to work him, where to take him, when to spell him. No, he he's he's a freak. He a waller He's he's got a God given gift, there's no doubt about that. He's a champion, mm. champion trainer and a champion, champion bloke, you
0: know? Yeah, and the other trainers like Darren, we did a wonderful job, Robert Smurden, kicking off his career as well, but Chris was able to I, I know he matured as well, but he got that horse to get out to twelve hundred meters. What do you do now, mate, um with him? What what's 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 life after racing for Nature's Trip?
1: Well, I'm 99% sure. Well, I know this for a fact. He's staying in the stables for a while. I think they want to do something with him on Everest. Day. So that's that's the AJC. Yeah. And Chris has got a property about an hour from Sydney. He's got accommodation on it. He's saying owners want to go up and see and patting them more than welcome. And Sophie Baker is Chris's PA. She rides. She rides. Uh, and Charlie and... Um, and uh, Charlie's wife... Uh,
0: Duckworth,
1: Cathy uh, O'Hara, uh, yep. Yeah. Kathy O'Hara. They both do a bit of equestrian work and what have you. And Chris is adamant the horse needs people around him. He needs to be ridden on a regular basis and keep himself active. So that's the plan, not just yep. put him in a paddock and go and pat him. He needs he needs to be kept active, do a, bit, a little bit of a, a gymkhana work and stuff like that. So that's what we'll be doing, and rest assured, whole the world can rest assured he'll be well looked after for as long as he's breathing you know he'll be yeah well looked after
0: no. and they tell me there's a million dollar equestrian um event that peter Valandis has put on for ex racehorses so he's already won 20 million it, it, <laughs> <laughs> he might be able to get the job done on, on the equestrian stage hey hey man on behalf of all racing fans we appreciate for all of your um availability to the media um talking about your champion horse because he, he was your horse but i think everybody who loves this game and followed nature strip especially in this country felt that we had a, a connection with nature strip and what he did over in nascot um was unbelievable so well done mate and um yeah um hopefully you can find another one one day
1: i doubt it very much no. gareth we'll we we, we, we we'll always have a horse or two but he's a once in a lifetime mate he was a dream horse
0: i appreciate uh
1: all the nice things you said about him, and uh, and uh, it's a pleasure talking to him.
0: Thanks, Rod. There's Rod Lyons, okay. the managing owner there of the Champ Nature Strip. 10.53, let's take a break, and then we'll come back and wrap up. Giddy up on this Tuesday morning.